Jesus is risen. He is risen indeed. Amen. Good morning. Good morning. This is the most important day in the entire year for Christians. The day of Christ's resurrection. And we're glad to be here. I'm glad you're here. And those that can't be here but are listening out on uh, on Facebook, we're glad you're there. Praise the Lord. Do we have any birthdays this morning, this week? No birthdays. Anniversaries? Okay, then for our first uh, together act for the for the uh, morning like for each of you to take your bulletin take a pen or pencil or whatever you can find to write with at the top of the uh, the program page where you see it says April 10th change that to April 17th (laughs) that's only my first mistake of the day Oh, it is good to have everybody here this morning. Uh, Our opening hymn this morning will be uh, number 269, Christ Arose. Let's stand and sing.
169. I need thee every hour. Will you lead us in prayer, please? <clears throat> sure. Our Father and God, we are so blessed. And this Resurrection Sunday just shows how much more we're blessed than we can even fathom. Yes. Because you live, we can live also. Lord, you have died and shed your blood to cleanse us of our sins and you resurrected defeating death hell and the grave so that we have hope beyond just this life not only are we cleansed of our sins but like you we will resurrect and come to live with you hallelujah glory hallelujah thank you Lord Jesus you gave all help us to receive it and to share it. We ask it in Jesus' name. Amen. Our Father, Father, who art in heaven, heaven, hallowed hallowed be thy thy name. Thy Thy kingdom kingdom come, 
thy will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread and forgive us our trespasses as we forgive those who trespass against us. Lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. For thine is the kingdom and the power and the glory forever and ever. Amen. You may be seated. Our communion hymn this morning is number 262, My Jesus, I Love Thee. Brother Mike Higgins has our meditation this morning. (coughs) 
experience Christ in communion. The story is told about a little girl who was really getting excited just before Easter. She couldn't help thinking about the Easter bunny, the candy, the eggs, and all that that goes with the holiday. Her mother, recognizing that this just might be a teachable moment to take the opportunity to tell her about Jesus, how he died and was buried, but that he didn't stay dead, but he arose again and is alive today. The little girl beamed and asked excitedly, Oh, then will Jesus be at church this Sunday? (laughs) Will Jesus be at church this Sunday? That's an interesting question, isn't it? Do we really believe that Jesus is here today? Amen. I would suggest to you that he is with us at least two in two ways. He is present in the, his body, assembled here in each one of us. And his spirit is also present because he has promised us that he would be. And so what we are doing is a communion, a communion with one another, certainly. But also a communion with our Lord, whose every sacrifice we remember, especially on Easter morning. I believe, however, the promise goes much further than that. Yes, Jesus has told us he will be with us when we meet together. But the reality of the resurrection doesn't stop there. Jesus also promised to be with us in all places at all times. His continual presence should be the motivating power of our lives. And also we can rely on that promise when we most needed. Jesus is with us on Monday morning when the stress and pressure of work or school bears down on us. He is with us in the evening when we need his wisdom to meet the crises and difficulties that arise in our families. Jesus is with us when we must say goodbye to that one person who means more to us than anyone else in this world. And it is the resurrected Christ who will be with us when our time also comes to leave it. Have you had an encounter with Jesus lately? Yes, he is with you today. But remember, he is also with you tomorrow and for all the tomorrows to come. Easter isn't just today. The promise of Easter is for all the days of our lives. And we can still rely upon his promise. In Matthew 28, 20, it tells us, And surely I am with you always to the very end of the age. Amen. When Jesus and his disciples were gathered in the upper room to celebrate the Passover, Jesus took bread, blessed it, broke it, gave to each of them, saying, This is my body, broken for you. Eat ye of it. And when they had eaten, he took the cup, and blessing it, passed it to them, saying, This is my blood of the New Testament poured out for you for the forgiveness for the forgiveness of sins. As often as you do this, do it in remembrance of me. 
until I come again. Drink of it, all of you. Stand for the doxology. Two seventy four, let's sing morning has broken. may be seated, and we'll call the six-man quartet up.
can tell we're well rehearsed this morning. No, Bob. morning. Isn't it great to be in the house of the Lord on this Resurrection Sunday? God is good all the time. Amen. Amen. And amen. He is risen. Amen. Well, I tell you what, uh, it is good to see everybody all dressed up in their Sunday best this morning for Easter, <laughs> but uh, this is, like Bob said, the most special day for Christians is 
when we have our reminder of the Lord's death, burial, and resurrection. It's not just today, but this whole week, this holy week. And so the message that I want us to look at this morning is called the Easter Outlook. And the text that I'm going to use comes from Matthew chapter 28, beginning at verse 1. Now, after the Sabbath, as the first day of the week began to dawn, Mary Magdalene and the other Mary came to see the tomb. And behold, there was a great earthquake, for an angel of the Lord descended from heaven and came and rolled back the stone from the door and sat on it. His countenance was like lightning, and his clothing as white as snow. And the guards shook for fear of him and became like dead men. But the angel answered and said to the women, Do not be afraid, for I know that you seek Jesus who was crucified. He is not here, for he is risen, as he said. Come and see the place where the Lord lay, and go quickly and tell the disciples that he is risen from the dead. And indeed, he is going before you into Galilee. There you will see him. Behold, I have told you. So they went out quickly from the tomb with fear and great joy and ran to bring his disciples' word. Wow. A lot going on in those passages. There's a lot of excitement, a lot of fear. There's a lot to think about. In his farewell address to the nation just before leaving office, President George Washington included this sentence. Now listen to this. He said, let us with caution indulge the supposition that morality can be maintained uh, without religion. But a recent survey conducted by the nonpartisan New York-based agency Public Agenda found that 58% of all Americans say that it is not necessary to believe in God to be moral or to have good values. Hmm. Now, this is an older statistic, so it's probably higher than that now. We've entered a post-Christian consciousness in which people want to have a spiritual dimension to their lives but don't want to be tied down to a Christian theology. Mm. On this Easter, we uphold the reality of the bodily resurrection of Christ from a Jerusalem grave. It is only the resurrection of Christ that gives us a foundation for morality, spirituality, and even rationality. Imagine that. More than that, it is Easter that gives us our distinctively Christian outlook on life. What impact did Easter make on the women who made their way to the tomb? Hmm? What did it do for them? How did it change them? And how can we have the same experience today? Well, Easter gives us first... 
steady nerves. The angel's first words to the women when they finished getting the details is do not be afraid. Do not be afraid. Many of us are subconsciously dominated by fear, worry, and anxiety. According to current statistics, anxiety disorders are the number one mental health problem in the United States. One study showed that the odds of developing an anxiety disorder have doubled in the past four decades, according to World Health Organization. These women were nervous and afraid, but the first syllables of the Easter message was, do not be afraid. Because of Easter, we can have steady nerves. We don't have to take it on our own. We have Jesus with us. The second thing is, is we can have awestruck minds. For I know that you seek Jesus who was crucified. He is not here, for he is risen, as he said. Come see the place where the Lord lay. Imagine how thunderstruck were these women, full of wonder and amazement. Evangelist Gypsy Smith says, or used to say, I've never lost the wonder. A fan once startled Mark Twain by telling the famous author, I wish I had never read Huckleberry Finn. With a scowl on his face, the great humorist asked the reason for such a remark. And the answer was so that I could have the pleasure again of reading it for the first time. Come to the empty tomb and wonder at the Easter miracle as though you were hearing it for the first time. Every time should be like our first time. Because every time we can go deeper. Every time we are moved to realize exactly what Jesus did for us. On the cross through his death, through his burial And through his resurrection. We are reunited with him. Through our time of considering what he did for us. The third thing is we can have open mouths. What's that got to do with anything? The angel said go quickly and tell his disciples. That he is risen from the dead. A message this great demands to be shared. If you were to win a million dollars or to be honored in a special way, you'd want to share the news with your closest friends, wouldn't you? Notice how brief was the turnaround time between hearing and telling. These women went immediately to share the news that Jesus was risen. There is our example. We know the answer that most men today are looking for. We have the answer for all those who have these anxiety disorders. We have the answer for all those who are struggling with everything in life, but trying to face it alone. 
We have the answer. All we have to do is share it with them. The answer is Jesus. The four things that, that he gives us is high hopes. And indeed, he is going before you into Galilee. There you will see him. Well, now, we may not see him in Galilee, but we will see him. One of the greatest things about the resurrection of Christ is the certainty it gives us of seeing our Lord again. He has gone before us into the heavens, and there we shall see him, just as he told us in Acts chapter 1, verse 11. He also said that he has gone to prepare a place for us. If it were not so, I would not have told you. There are many many rooms at my father's house. He has a plan for every single human being. You know, there are so many people today who believe that religion tied to Jesus Christ... Christianity is harsh, that we are hate the, the people who are not like us. Anybody who has a difference of opinion about things thinks that we hate them. And that really hurts me. You know, I try to share the love of Jesus with everybody. I don't hate anyone except maybe the devil I don't have much sympathy for him. (laughs) But the thing is, is, you know, what people don't seem to understand is that, yes, we love all people. Just like Jesus taught us to love them. We love them too much to leave them in a sinful state so that they will be headed for hell. That's not what we want. We don't want them headed for hell. We want them headed for heaven. When you truly love somebody, you want them to know Jesus. You want them to go to heaven. You don't want anybody to go to hell, even your worst enemy. You don't want them to go to hell and have to go through eternity of suffering. Jesus didn't want that. That's why we're celebrating Easter today. He did everything that was necessary so that people would not have to go. The word of God says that it's not God's will that any should perish or go to hell, but that all should come to repentance. That's where the problem comes in. That's the reason why people hate when we tell them that what they're doing is against God. It's a sin. They hate to hear that because they don't want to repent. They don't want to be reminded they're wrong. It's not that they don't know that they're wrong. Why do you think they push so hard to try to make it okay? It's because they know they're wrong in what they're doing. But they want to hear, yes, you're a good person. Yes, you're good the way you are. Yes, you're fine. You don't have anything to worry about. Well, everybody wants to hear that. But if you're not in the arms of Jesus and obeying him, it's a lie when somebody tells you that. According to man's standards, you may be fine, but not necessarily according to God's standards. Which one do you want? 
Do you want to be just okay according to man's laws and burn in hell for all of eternity? Or do you want to be okay with Jesus as your lawyer to stand up for you on that day and say, no, no, Father, he's been cleansed by my blood. He's mine. He's spending eternity with us in paradise. That's not a hard choice to make for me. And for most people, it's not a hard choice to to choose between burning in hell for all of eternity. The, The hard part comes in obeying. That's where the hard part comes in. You know, the old story about the dash, the old story about, you know, you look at a tombstone and you have the birth date and you have the death date and there's this little bitty dash in between. Well, that dash is what determined where their soul is. How you live between your birth date and your death date. The decisions that you made, whether to obey or disobey, whether you accepted Jesus as your Lord and Savior or not, that dash is your life. It doesn't look very significant on a tombstone. And honestly, for most of us, when people look back on our lives, it doesn't look all that significant. So what? I don't care. As long as I know Jesus and I'm going to be with him, I don't care how significant my life was or wasn't here. I'm concerned about what it's going to be like after I leave here. That's my real life. That's when real life starts. Is when we get out of this body and our spirit goes to where it's going to spend eternity. But today, Easter Sunday, This is a day for joy, for a total life change, for a different perspective. Because of our living Christ, we can face life with steady nerves, with awestruck minds, with loosened mouths, and with high hopes. He is risen. He is risen indeed. Knowing the story of our Savior is one thing. Believing it is another. In the scripture, in the original language, almost everywhere, the word that is uh, in the original Greek and Hebrew that speaks to belief or to hearing or listening, it requires action. It doesn't mean just to mentally agree. It means you have to live it out. You have to learn what he he says and what he wants, and we have to live it out. It's more than just agreeing with it. It's doing it. So how are we doing if you have a need this morning, just mind the Lord and come as we sing. Brother Mitch, will you lead will you lead this, this song? Sure, I'll lead. Appreciate it. Okay. Let's pray for Brother Bob. Let's pray right now. Father God, we thank you 
that we have you to hold us up. And I ask you right now to touch Brother Bob, to hold him up, to bless him, that he might receive what he needs right now. Thank you, Lord, that we know, we believe, and we know that your word is truth. And the words that were written in the scriptures that we just shared is the truth. And with that, we have hope. Without it, we're in trouble. So we pray that all that heard this message will move toward you. Help us to grow closer. In Jesus' name, amen. All right, let's stand together and uh, we will sing our closing hymn, Reach Out to Jesus. After the service is over, I have candy bars in the back. They're dark chocolate candy bars, uh, but they're good. No sugar added, uh, just natural sugar, but it's good. And Brother uh, Jim is going to pass those out as you go through. If you want one, help yourself. All right. Let's reach out to Jesus as he reaches out to us. Is your burden heavy as you bear? God is good. All the time. All the time.
Praise the Lord. Do you want me to do the rest too? Okay. All right. Well, you can be seated and uh, we'll go ahead and take a look at the announcement and uh, you will receive your candy bar on your way out. All right. Let's pray. Father God, we thank you so much for the privilege we've had to be together again today in your house. Thank you for this beautiful day. Thank you, Lord, for all of the gifts that you give us. We can't count them. They're so numerous, and we are so grateful. Lord, we ask that you bless each family that's represented here, the ones that couldn't be with us this morning. We ask you to bless them. And, Lord, we ask that you remind us that when we leave, we're not leaving you. You go with us, even as Brother Mike talked about this morning. You promised you'd never leave us, never forsake us. So help us to not leave or forsake you and to live in obedience and honor you. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen. 